party starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You know, it's been several years since we've had meaningful basketball in February and March for Nebraska. Huskers get back to 500 on the season, 14 and 14 and 7 and 10 in conference play following their win against Maryland in overtime on Sunday, 70-66. We're joined now by Husker Alliance, Robin Washington. Good morning, Robin. Uh, Nebraska's got two more home games up next. It's Minnesota, Michigan State, and then on the road at Iowa. Let me ask you this. I, I saw you post this yesterday on Twitter, and I, I was upset about it because Nebraska gets a quad one win, but they go from 94th to only 92nd in the net. How is that possible with the resume they've had this year so far? Well, a lot of it's just because the net factors in a lot of other analytics beyond just strength of schedule, win-loss record, all that sort of stuff. So those are a big part of it, but there's other stuff. Um, like uh, margin of victory, um, efficiency, offensive and defensive efficiency. And so when you get to like that level of analytics, Nebraska's um, been pretty bad. Uh, I think they have like a negative five or negative six scoring margin on the season, uh, which is right around last place in the Big Ten. Um, and that because of that, they've, they've won a lot of close games and they've had a lot of blowout losses. And so that is kind of skewing their resume in that regard and then obviously um you know with the way that they had to play earlier in the season their offensive efficiency numbers just aren't very good uh and so you know it's it's one of those deals where you look at just this is who they beat these are the quad one wins they have um you know you compare that resume to say like an ohio state who is around 20 spots higher than them and nebraska beat them head to head um you know how does that work well it's because you know there are other factors involved that um, you know, don't aren't working in Nebraska's favor and are kind of skewing their uh, their resume right now. The Dreamers want the NCAA tournament for Nebraska, but the realists say, hey, the NIT is a much more it's a better possibility for that to happen. Robin, what needs what does Nebraska need to do to feel like they are for sure in the NIT without doubt going forward? I think, you know, given the resume that they do have and the fact that they have three quad one wins right now, um, you know, if they get uh, above 500, you know, you don't have to be over 500 anymore to make the NIT. They got rid of that rule, but you know, to, oh. to be safe, to be safe, you, I think you need to be, you know, at least two more wins and then maybe three to really kind of lock it up. If they get three more wins, um, you know, between the end of the regular season in Chicago, uh, I think they're in the NIT for sure. But if they get two more, I think that they're still going to have a, a pretty good chance at getting in, um, you know, it's because Nebraska is an, an appealing draw in a lot of ways, um, mostly in the sense that if, if they get the luxury of hosting the game, <laughs> there are very few places that are probably going to sell as many tickets as Nebraska is for an NIT game. So and I think there's there's factors like that that work in Nebraska's favor, um, but they still have some work to do. Saturday is a critical must-win game, you know, because Michigan State and Iowa, uh, Iowa are going to be – you know, no easy, easy draw there. So this is the one game where you're expected to win. And, you know, you want to talk about Nebraska kind of growing as a team and taking that next step. 
this is the game that you know if they have come this far, they got to win it. You know, Minnesota's struggling; they'll be playing in their their third game in six days. You know, they played last night; they're going to play tomorrow night, and they're going to play Saturday because of that makeup COVID schedule. Mm. So you're talking about the last place team that is going to be running on fumes coming into your arena on a Saturday afternoon when you have all the momentum in the world. It is must win in every sense of the word. So uh, they get that one, and then you basically just have to, in my opinion, win at least one of your next guaranteed three games um, from there. And I think Nebraska is going to be in a pretty good spot for the NIT. Yeah, Nebraska will beat Minnesota by 12-plus. You can take that to the bank. We're not a gambling gambling show. show. No, but you can take that to the bank. And if you want to bet, do it. Um, Now, here's (laughs) Large sums. Large sums. the house. Here's the thing. Rob, now this is the question. Now, there's one item that we have to adjust. Jamarcus Lawrence injured in the game uh, Sunday. Yes. And Keita rolled his ankle. Are those guys okay? Have you heard any updates? Blaze Keita and Jamarcus Lawrence. Uh, not since Sunday. Um, you know, obviously, they get six days off before they have to return. So, lots of recovery time. Um, I'd probably say Blaze's injury is a little more concerning just in the sense that um, it sounded like he re-aggravated that high ankle sprain that kept him out for a substantial part of the season. Um, so we'll see what his availability is. Um, certainly be disappointing because when he's actually been able to get back on the floor, he's made a really positive impact with his rebounding and um, you know, low, low post defense, especially his rim protection. Uh, so uh, you know, that, that would be certainly uh, uh, a disappointing turn of events if he's forced to miss any more time especially with such critical games coming up. But with Jamarcus, you know, he came back into the game. Um, so I yeah, think that is the deal. They're going to keep him off his feet for a few days, um, you know, keep him in the training room, get that thing close to healthy. And um, he should, in my opinion, this is just a guess. I haven't heard anything. I, I would assume he'll be ready to go by Saturday. Robin Washett joins us. Husker Online, Nebraska basketball beat writer, very detail-oriented. He has to be in his job. So I ask you this. Where's Denim Dawson been? Why is it? Is he hurt? Has why have his minutes been reduced? Yeah, I mean he's not hurt. He played in the in the last game. Um, a, a lot of it is just kind of the way the lineup has shifted um, to where they're playing more offensive oriented guys. You know, like C.J. Wilcher. Um, obviously, Casey's playing a ton of minutes, and then um, Jamarcus is playing a ton of minutes. So um, you know, they've gone for more of a shooting lineup and offense is not Denham's strength right now you know the reason he was getting a lot of time was because of that defensive identity Nebraska was playing earlier yeah. in the season well since they made that shift you know he's just kind of been factored out a little bit so uh, he's not hurt he's not in the doghouse or anything like that I just saw him on Friday helping out with that Bryce McGowan's camp and he was in excellent spirits just joking around looked like you know everything was Completely normal. So I think it's just a deal where um, the way Nebraska's playing has kind of limited his minutes. Um, and then you factor in other guys like you know, C.J. Wilcher playing much better. That's eaten into his minutes. Um, so it's just kind of the way the season has has shifted a little bit and the way Nebraska wants to play. I've um, just cut into his playing time a little bit. So I, okay. I, I, you know, people have reached out to me about that, like what, what does he hurt or what, but – it's just kind of the, you know, he's the odd man out right now. But like I said, uh, it doesn't seem like he's 
overly frustrated with the situation, at least at least on the surface. Casey Tominaga has five straight games of 20-plus points. That's the first time it's happened in Nebraska since Teron Liu in 97-98, who did seven straight games, so incredible. I'm I'm curious, but he, he didn't start the whole season, Robin, though. He, he's been in and out of the lineup before this, this hot stretch, but if he finishes strong the next three games against Minnesota, Michigan State, and Iowa, and, and has 20-plus again, will he find himself on one of the three all-Big Ten teams, maybe a third team, possibly? I could see that. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves um, with just the, the sheer volume of his scoring. He's going to end up being one of the top scorers in the conference. But I think beyond that is he's kind of captured the attention of the entire league where um, you know, other coaches – if you listen closely, like when Nebraska, when he gets a shot, like opposing benches are screaming shooters. So like the coaches are well aware of the threat he poses with the basketball in his hands. And then, you know, opposing media, you know, they've, they've been uh, caught up in case mania as well, where um, you know, multiple beat writers that I've seen and know um, say that he's one of their favorite players in the big 10 to watch. And so um, a lot of it, a lot of it's a popularity contest when it comes to those postseason votings and, there might not be a more popular player right now in the Big Ten than Casey. So when he's got the stats to back it up, and then he's got that, uh, you know, the, the the fanfare from media and coaches alike from around the league, that's going to give him a pretty good chance. But he's got to keep it up, and Nebraska's got to continue to stay relevant down the stretch here. They have a very good inside-outside game, Nebraska, with Casey. Oh, I mean, we'll just say Casey and then Derek Walker inside. Derek Walker, who gets credit for his development? Derek Walker. Is there anybody in particular, or did you just say Derek? Yeah, I'll say Derek okay. um, because he's had you know, different coaches yeah. throughout his career, and um, you know, they played different systems. And yeah. so it's, I think I think if, if you want to, beyond Derek, I'll probably say Fred. Okay. Um, that's for identifying that. Um, you know, their half-court offense can be really good when they run it through Derek. Yes, it so is. Fred, Fred has kind of styled the offense around playing through him um, as that facilitator in the high post, um, making him be one of their primary <laughs> ball handlers, uh-huh. <laughs> bringing the ball up, especially against pressure defense. So, um, you know, it, it, I give Derek all the credit in the world for a guy that was, you know, playing scrap minutes at Tennessee and then going through some of the setbacks he's gone through in his career with, you know, missing extended time to continue to develop and get to this point where, you know, he's one of, um, if not the best player on Nebraska's team. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, is, is, is another guy that, you know, he's not going to make all conference, but, you know, he should at least be in the conversation. Um, that's a real credit to him. And then, you know, the, the opportunities that he's been given, that's a credit for to Fred for for recognize that and leaning into playing through Derek so much. Rob, you're getting up there now. Are you, what are, what's your age? <laughs> wow! I will be. Wow. I will be the big four zero next month. Okay, so you've covered this quite a long time. I have too. Now, I'm, this is the question: I have not. I can't remember a player as unique as Derek, a big who can catch the ball eighteen feet from the basket, take it on the dribble with his left hand or his right hand, and routinely beat a one on one defender. I can't. I don't know who that player is at Nebraska. Before Derek, before Derek, I don't. Who is that? Six eight big center yeah, who can catch many. the ball. For, who, for one, yeah. to have that productive of a big man at Nebraska in general, right? Um, that that limits your pool right there, at mm-hmm. least over the last twenty years. Uh, so, 
yeah, I mean, it, he's in rare territory, but, you know, what really separates him is not just his ability to score, but his the way he passing. makes everybody better around him with his passing. He's you know, He's one of the Big Ten, I think he's in the top ten right now, or at least was for a stretch, um, in the Big Ten in assists. And so, I mean, you're talking about a guy that, uh, you're talking his his offensive game getting his own points and how crafty he is with his his, his angled bank shots off the glass. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, you pair that with you know the a big reason why Casey scoring many points is because of Derek Walker mm-hmm. and the, his ability to f- set up Casey for open looks and hitting him on those back cuts to the rim. Like so, the, those two have really uh, taken their respective games to the next level by playing through each other and that two man game. Between Eric and Casey has been fantastic. Gorgeous. So, um, yeah, I, that that is what separates him to make him one of the most unique big men I think Nebraska's ever had. I mean, obviously Nebraska's had scores in the post, uh, you know, going back to the heyday, but none of them could pass like Derek could, or at least mm. uh, you know, take on as much responsibility in terms of being a facilitator, a scorer, a rebounder defender and uh, a ball handler and he owns his own trucking company yeah all of the and he owns his own trucking company yeah and and he is a gritty truck driver which i know puts him over the top for you yes now i would say this if you're a basketball purist you love the way walker and tomanaga play the game love it absolutely fun to watch absolutely and again like i said the the reason that both like case the both of those guys are doing so well is because they've kind of found that that connection and so they've they've really kind of uh, risen to the top side by side. Robin, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Sounds good, guys. See you. Robin, watch it. Husker Online. Huskers again play Saturday against Minnesota. Yep. Um, let's lock in now because you know what time it is. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 464 568. Five your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. You guys are 1 and 0. Oh. You won on Monday. Okay. Yes, we yes, ever yes. started out 1 and 0? Oh? No. No. You haven't. You have it together. You've not started. It's been 0 so I've 1. Been here, so I've been here six weeks. You've never won. It's been 0 and 1 the whole time. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, today's on, let's topic win. Let's win. is NFL rushing leaders by year. Okay. So I'm going to give you the player, or sorry, the, the team. Team, yes. The year, year and, and the yardage. Oh, God. What player was that? Bill, now we're in the same boat. Same thing, NFL. Uh, I'm the same these boat. Are, these chance. are the best players. Though. I'll these, have these, a chance. I'm the same boat with Bill, though. Bill works Sundays. I work Sundays. I didn't. I mean, Listen, I'm, these are the top rushers of the season. It's not like you know, the tenth best. It's the best rusher it. of that season. They were a big story for everybody in the NFL. Four, four six four five six eight five. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the Dicktown Sip and Bill in trivia. Excuse my line. Yes. Yeah, thank you. You're up. You're on the show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Alex is playing the show today. Alex, how do you feel about NFL rushing leaders by season? Uh, pretty good. Okay, Alex. Ooh, ooh, how's wow. your day going so far? I'm just uh, sitting in the truck here. Okay. It's going well. Th- yeah. It's nice. going well. Thank you for calling. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, uh Bill, lifeline for Sip for one question as always. Use them wisely. Alex, first question goes to you. What Jacksonville Jaguar running back 
led the league in rushing in 2011 with 1,606 yards. Uh, Jones Drew. Yep. Maurice, Maurice Jones Drew. Mojo. Maurice. Some from? people call him Maurice. What UCLA. School? UCLA, yeah. but he was uh, from up north high school, though. The one that won 10,000 oh, yeah. in a Who, row. Who's that? <laughs> who's that? Up north? Yeah. Wisconsin? No, no. Up, uh, Northern California. Oh, okay. He won. They won like like 100-some games in a row. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sip, you're done. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is for the time. Thank you. What Seattle Seahawks running back led the league in rushing in 2005 with 1,880 yards? God, I think I got this, Bill. Did you got it? No. Steve Smith. Steve Smith is a wide receiver for the Panthers. Was there a Smith? I'm not telling you the last name. It's not Smith, though. That's, 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 that's a bad. wow. That was bad. Smith. The only Smith that had any sort of rushing was for the Vikings from Ohio Robert State. Robert Smith. Yeah. Robert, Robert Smith. Yeah. You weren't even. No, that's bad. Yeah. I can't give it. Mm. No, that's unreal. Alex, do you want that one or not? Ooh, that was cringeworthy. Sean Alexander. Yeah. Sean Alexander. Listen, that was cringeworthy. The confident quick. Well, I know who Steve Smith. He's I know a wide he's receiver. A receiver, but I thought there were two Steve Smiths. <laughs> that led the league in rushing? <laughs> You're thinking right. of Robert Smith. I mean, maybe I'm thinking of Robert Smith. You, Alex said that was a cringeworthy guess. So what he said. Well, who is? Did, did Seattle have a Smith that was a really good running back? I have no knowledge of that. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think. You know, Emmett Smith was a cowboy for. Yeah, I got that. Obviously, yeah, already, already all right, seen. let's just yeah. settle yeah, I don't back. Know what, I don't know what happened there. That was bad. Uh, Alex, for the for the win. Last question: What Houston Texans running back led the league in rushing in 2010 with 1,616 yards? I got that one. I kind of, I kind of want to miss this just to keep playing, but uh, that's Arian Foster. Ooh, wouldn't have got that. Arian Foster played college ball at Tennessee, and he is a Houston Texans. That is correct. Uh, Alex, thanks for, thanks for playing. Congrats with your bagels and calling down the road. Nice win today. Thanks. Alex, I don't, I don't know exactly what. Don't worry about that. Who did the Texans have that was a speed back of recent vintage? Speed. Air up. Uh, Lamar Miller was was pretty nope, fast. It wasn't him. Was there Jones? Chris Jones? No. What? Chris Jones was at. Um, There's uh, no running back. Chris Jones. Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson was with the, the was with Titans. the Titans. Yeah. Okay, Titans. but he, did he ever out of East no. Carolina? I believe he played correct. for the Titans and the Jets. Yeah. Chris Johnson never, never got never, the never played for the Texans. Are you sure no, about that? I'm fairly positive. Okay. Barely. Yeah, I really made a bad fast. guess. Steve, really fast. But Steve it was a quick, hit. confident guess. I made a bad guess. He gave me this. Did you? He goes. Did you ever? He did. He did. So I'm like, okay, man, go with it. You Did, didn't have it, though, right? I didn't have it. Let's right. go with let's go with the wide receiver from the Panthers. He had the wrong position, my wrong face? team. You see my face? Wrong right, you were position, disappointed. wrong team. It was a bad guess. I mean, yeah. sometimes that happens. I mean, the Seahawks have had a good running back. Sean Alexander. They Sean had Alexander. Marshawn Lynch, obviously. Is there anybody on Ricky Waters back in the Is there anybody on the text line saying they had a, Smith, a pretty good Smith as a running back? No, back no. Uh, they're saying Emmett Smith. No, 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 not Emmett. No. There's no Smith. Yeah. Running back on Seattle. Okay, I'm just, I'm just not remembering. Okay, let, let's just do one more for the heck. See if you get one, one well, question. How are we gonna right? do that? Okay, and you can use Bill here. Let's, hey, let's just do this. Let's do, just do a classic race here. Who can get it quicker? Who can get it quicker? All right. Just like you don't have to hit a buzzer. Just say it. It's, it's up. Okay, you guys are competing here. Yeah, quicker okay. answer. You ready? What Kansas City Chiefs running back led the NFL in rushing in 1989? Oh yeah. With 1,480 yards. Different kind of name. Um, uh, 
I can't. Akoi. Akoi. Christian Akoi. Christian Akoi. You got Bill. it. Nigerian nightmare. Yeah. I was going to say Okaboji. Yeah. Um, yeah, Akoi. You're going to say Christian Okaboji? <laughs> the lake in <laughs> Iowa? <laughs> yeah. Okoye. Arnold's Park. Okay. What a place. You ever been to Arnold's hey, Park? You, yeah, I love Arnold's good Park. Good job, it's Bill. Great, hey, Bill, great that's place. good. Okaboji is a good spot. I, yeah, yeah, I, tip my spot. Ca- I get, tip my cap to you on getting Christian Okoye. Thank you. I was yeah. thinking that or Ed Podolak. <laughs> that was the seventies. I know, but what a play! But <laughs> it he was, was awesome. good though. Yeah, Iowa guy. Yeah. You, you are just. You are Am I just, getting lit oh, up? Oh, you are getting absolutely <laughs> jackhammer on the text line. <laughs> like, is it mean spirited jackhammer? <laughs> Someone called you a maroon. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what a maroon. <laughs> that's not mean spirited. Um, that's fine. That could have been a maroon or moron. Both, yeah. I guess, both worked there. I've called you a moron. You've called me a moron. That's fine. That's this fine. was bad. It's the fact you did it so quickly. Yeah, and you were disappointed. Yes. I was. The thing and I don't like is, the, and it was the wrong position. He goes, wrong. I got it. I got it. He said to me, "Hey, what I really regret is the disappointment on your face." I, I hate it when I disappoint to that level. There, where you're just like you look at me like a little kid. Like what's wrong? There was you? a running back that maybe you were thinking of that that's not Smith, and he was never a Seahawk, but it was a Steve. Stephen Davis, maybe, maybe Redskins and Panthers, but maybe he was Andrew. never a Seahawk. Yeah. Hmm. Trying to give me the benefit of the doubt yeah, on what you were going for, but I don't know what the hell you're trying were going to give for. me the. We had to, he got, <laughs> please we almost had to play take it easy today. Yeah. You yep. got the hand, <laughs> and then also you went with the wrong name and wrong position. Been a little over the map today, I will yeah. say that. A lot Steve of Smith, hey, Steve Smith led the Seahawks in rushing in 2005. You know that? Did you know that? He was playing back then because the Panthers lost the Super Bowl to the, the Patriots around that time frame. Okay. And him and Moussin Muhammad were studs. Okay. But he was never a running back and never in Seattle. Never in Seattle. So that'll do. Uh, up next is the spillover on early break on the ticket.